in special needs families, the divorce rate is super high. Like the impact that it had on me personally Mm -hmm. was so heavy, like to try and deal with the heaviness feeling and then to show back up as a responsible adult. It just, Mm -hmm. it seems not possible. And I'm, I'm happy that you found that turning point. So very dark. And I would tell anyone that I know that I am still here by no strength of my own. I know it's because my mom was praying for me. My daughters were pulling for me. Like, there are so many times I was like, I don't want to do this no more. I can't. I don't have it in me. But then I'm like, mom, you got to get up. And it constantly playing my mind. And I don't want it to think this way, but it's kind of what kept me going. It's like, if something happens to me, what happens to them? Yeah. So it's like, I can't, I don't want to see that. I don't want to know what that is. So it's like, I want my son to have a quality of life, a quantity of life. I want to be able to witness that on this side. Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. On today's show, we'll be discussing raising a special needs child and will I survive this? Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name is Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host. And before I introduce you to our guests today, let me start by sharing our Naked Parent Nation offering. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truths, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry, or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families. We do this by living in the naked present moment, one day at a time. If you're ready to take back your life or just continue your journey of awareness and consciousness, then let me welcome you to the Naked Parent Nation and the Naked Parent Podcast. So as we continue our journey like we do often before we get to our guest, let's just take a, a few minutes just for ourselves and try and get centered and just get yourself to a comfortable place. And if you'd like, sit up straight with your spine straight and let your thoughts just kind of flow towards the top of the crown of your head. And we're going to do an inhalation and exhalation. And on the inhalation, we're going to clench our muscles, fists, face, whatever you can clench, tighten your muscles and hold the breath at the top. 
and visualize it at the crown of your head and then exhale and let all of the tension relax. And we're gonna do that three times. So inhale intense. Hold it. And exhale and let go. And then inhale intense. Hold it at the top of the crown of your head. And exhale, relax. And then one more time, inhale intense. And exhale and let it all go. find that peace. Sometimes just finding that peace for a moment can turn the trajectory of the day. Sometimes that peace can get us through that next hurdle or that next moment. But I'm excited to get to our show and meet our guest today. Your name is Kai. 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 Mm-hmm. Did I? Ha- Maybe I had your last name wrong. No, it's McCoy. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, my middle name. All right, Kai Noni McCoy. Mm-hmm. Welcome yep. to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Where are you calling in from? I'm calling from Charlotte, North Carolina. Right on. Mm-hmm. And are you a special needs parent of a special needs child? Yes, I am. My son is 15 and he has autism spectrum disorder. And when did the autism part of motherhood start for your 15 year old? Everything he was born, everything was what they say, normal. Everything was fine. He was talking. He had words. Then when he was about, I want to say... 18 months, maybe it all just stopped. His father noticed that he was walking on his toes, flapping his hands. And um, around that time is when I started noticing a lot of the commercials on TV. And there was a lot of talk about autism, but I had never heard about it. So we took him to his pediatrician. His pediatrician felt it was something to be followed up and he was diagnosed. So when you say that things changed, was it like the lights went off at 18 months or was it's it? It's like he just, he was still developing and everything. He just stopped talking. Okay. Like he wouldn't, he was saying things, you know, he had words, mom, dad, Apple, he was talking and then it just, it stopped. Was he um, your first child? No, I have two daughters. One is 24, one is 18. So he's the third. Yes, and I had always prayed for a son. Like, it was my constant, like, I don't know. I just, I guess I have an older brother, but I never, and I have two younger sisters, but I never had, I guess I wanted a little brother. I don't know, but I just always wanted a son. And so it was my constant prayer for a son. And so... God blessed me with the son and a little extra. 
a little extra. Do your daughters have any unique needs? Um, no, they don't. They don't have special needs. They, they well, they have special needs, but they don't. Have- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everybody, everybody has special needs when yeah. it comes to it. Yeah, yeah, but and the traditional. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you said your baby's dad was kind of the first to notice. Yeah, at that time we were married. We had been married, so it was his son, his first son. You know, he played football. He's all into sports. And so I always, when people ask or I tell the story, I commend him for paying attention and for, you know, saying we need to go ahead and have him checked out. So I commend him for that. Things started to change, you know, initially and especially at that age and early intervention is important. So at that age, it's kind of like you go through the motions of what do you do? What do you not do? You know, what services do you have? What services do you not have? Things of that nature. And for me, it's understanding not only from the aspect of a parent, but from trying to empathize too from the aspect of a male. Like this is your son. This is your only son. How does that affect him? How does, you know, a lot of different things, but it's just showing up and being present. Sadly, Aside from the help of my daughters, pretty much had to navigate this on our own, which kind of hurts. But when you say navigate on your own, do you mean, you know, without friends and family? Do you mean without professionals? Um, It's kind of um, on the professional aspect from that initial age up until maybe he's four or five. Things are kind of free. Uh-huh. Um, so he was able to go to school early and start school early and get that early intervention care. But once you reach like the age of five, especially in the state of North Carolina, you pretty much have to qualify for services, which are income based. Now, I have to work because I have to provide for my family. Yes, he qualifies on the status of he has this disability, but he doesn't qualify unless I'm able to pay out of pocket. Now, yeah, I work, but I have three kids. Like, how do you navigate that? I do have family support. However, my family does not live in North Carolina. My family lives in Missouri. So like I said, as far as support supports, now the school that he went to, there was a level of staff there that was very supportive, very supportive. So there were especially at least two or three people that truly advocated for him. And there's one in particular, she worked with him at a program, a teach program when he was two years old. And then she somehow ended up at the school he was going to and she remembered him. And so like even now to this day, even though he's gone on to high school, she's still like active in his life. It's like his mom, like um, in that aspect, it has helped my daughters. Like I said, without them, I don't know where I'd be, what I do. They advocate for him. They like, it's literally if we're out in public and they're like ready to fight because people are like, why is he doing that? What is it? And they're like, there's nothing wrong. There's something wrong with you. So it's kind of like, I'm down where it's going to be. Okay. Um, When 2016, 
their dad decided he no longer wanted to be in the marriage. He no longer wanted. Yeah, that is another big part too. dealing with that and just trying to get. I can't control other people. I can't make other people want to. But DJ was very close to his father. So it's kind of like getting you to understand that you really you got to show up for him. Like I remember and it's very sad, the a psychiatrist that he had and there was a young man in DJ's class that lived across the cul-de-sac from us. He passed away. So one day DJ was standing in his sister's window and he was saying the little boy's name. And I was like, you know, that's like he's connecting the fact that he passed away. He's no longer here. And so I mentioned this to a psychiatrist. And he's like, well, autistic people don't feel emotion. Oh. And I said, what? what? And it was just like, OK, I can't deal with this because this is my son. I live with him every day. You can't put them people in general. You can't put them in a box. Everyone's an individual. Yeah. You can't tell me my son doesn't feel emotion like he's very in tune with other people's emotions. My emotion, like if I'm not good, he's not good. So uh-huh. it's kind of, it's an exchange of energy. I will say that it took a fight because he went to a charter school and once he got to fifth grade, it was like, OK, we'd like to keep him here. But our middle school program is not built because when he went to the charter school, they built a program around him. So that was a plus. But the middle school program, they couldn't. So he had to transition to regular middle school where they have a specialized school. But it was like fighting tooth and nail to get him into the specialized school. But he is now at the specialized school. He's been there for three years. It's a blessing. And I'm grateful for that. But for me, it's still a learning process because it's like, this is what they do. They specialize in that because I was so used to the school calling me like, um, he, whatever. And I'm just like, okay. But he's been at this specialized school and it's understanding when they tell me stuff, it's not them telling me like, we don't know how to deal with it. They're just telling me so that I'm informed. Not not because it's a problem. So I am grateful for just everything. And I just it has been difficult because, you know, people like, well, he can get SSI. I'm like, yes, he could, but he can't because of my income. Well, How much do you make? Obviously, I make too much for him to get SSI. So. Well, he can get these services. I'm like, uh, he could, but if I can't self-pay, he doesn't qualify. So it's just the whole navigating those issues, the long waiting list, the, you know, and the sad reality that it's not sad, but the reality that he may age out before he qualifies for cap services or those services, because he's been on the waiting list since 2012. Yeah. That's heavy. That's a lonely feeling. I empathize with that. But the question that comes to my heart, and it's because I, I've been down, I'm, I'm on this road as well, but was the, the breakup harder or dealing with the unique needs of a special needs child for your life? Honestly, for me, I would have to say the divorce was Divorce was harder because because this was a person that 
you know, you kind of never think would kind of leave you out there. And it would be different if it was something that you could see come, you could telegraph or like, I saw this coming. It really, it didn't, it was just like, Oh, I'm, I'm out. I don't want. And you're kind of like trying to, well, why, what happened? So it's kind of trying to navigate and accept this, but still show up for, you know, it was my daughter, my oldest daughter, senior year, my other daughters in middle school. And then I got DJ like trying to navigate all that and get them to understand and then try to focus on. So it's really been, I would have to just be perfectly honest within the last year that I really started to try to, to really see the light, like it's okay. It's going to be okay. And try to not look it's sadly, it's kind of like I was re like I, God was like preparing me for it because I experienced it with my mom and dad. And I look at it and I'm like, this is not going to be my life. I'm not going to go through this. This is not going to be my life. And then this is starting to happen. And one of my friends told me, she was like, sometimes to break a cycle, you got to go through it. So I was like, okay. And a lot of times I'm like, but why me? Yeah. Why not me? So if I have to be the person it's a heavy subject to because keep in special this needs families, the divorce rate is super high. It's super yeah. high. I mean, yeah. like the impact that it had on me personally mm-hmm. was so heavy, like to try and deal with the heaviness feeling and then to show back up as a right. responsible adult. It just mm-hmm. it seems not possible. And I'm, I'm happy that you found that turning point or hopeful turning point. It it was some very, some very dark. And I would tell anyone that I know that I am still here by no, it's by no strength of my own. I know it's because my mom was praying for me. My daughters were pulling for me. Like there are so many times I was like, I don't want to do this no more. I can't, I don't have it in me. But then I'm like, mom, you got to get up. And it constantly playing my mind. And I don't want it to think this way, but it's kind of what kept me going. It's like, if something happens to me, what happens to them? Yeah. So it's like, I can't, I don't want to see that. I don't want to know what that is. So it's like, I want my son to have a quality of life, a quantity of life. I want to be able to witness that on this side. So it's like, Aww. I know what potential he has. I know like there's so much in there and it's just understanding overall that we spend so much time trying to get people to see life through our eyes and understand our perspective. But when it comes to people with special needs, which we all have, but these people with the special abilities, you got to get on there. You got to see from their perspective. You got to go into their world. Stop trying to get them to come into ours and go onto that side and try to understand from their point of view. That's something that I try to remind myself. But every moment of the day, not just my son, but even my daughters, I kind of feel like, like, man, I'm failing them. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Glad that you had the support of your daughters and your mm-hmm. the prayers from your mom. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for those things that help keep us 
yeah keep us here to be able to have this conversation right. were there any other things that you added to your life or any other self-care things that you've implemented that have helped you navigate you know that self-care is like since um you know 2020 and the pandemic and the world kind of shifted on its axis there's no like when people say uh, we'll get back to normal. We'll get back to reality. Nothing will be the same. Nothing will be the same. And I do understand. I understand self-care. But for all of my life, I've like advocated for everyone else. I championed everyone else. Like I fought for everyone else. And it's like now, just now, like literally now, <laughs> every day I have to remind myself Okay, you fight for everyone else, but you got to fight for you like you matter. You have per like you have to think about yourself. It's not selfish. And it's really hard because I've spent 40 plus years of my life. And it's like I tell my mom and I, I know I get a lot of it from her. Like you got to think about you like I want you to not only have a quantity of life, but a quality of life. That's what's so important. Like, it's one thing to be here, but we have to move beyond existing and we got to live like you really got to live like you have purpose. One thing I say and I've always said is like my slogan is like, go forth and be great on purpose, with purpose, because you have purpose. And I love you on purpose. Like. I'm like truly an introverted person and I never really understood why I was that way. But it's like I feel everything like I'm this empath. And I'm like my friend said, you're really like that movie Inside Out. That's you're inside out like you're a walking open wound. And it's like I try to save everybody. But my mom told me that I told her and she was like, you weren't disrespectful. But one day you said to me, God said someone to save the world and it wasn't you. Wow. It's like, yeah. So I have to like remind myself like, yeah, you have a purpose, but saving everybody. That ain't that ain't it. That wasn't. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard, that's a hard <laughs> thing to learn when your heart's in a when your heart's in a good place, when your heart's. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I identify with that, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to say that from some of these adversities that I've faced, it pushed me so far to the edge of the cliff, thinking about jumping so many times that the journey back away from the cliff has been very rewarding for me. Uh -huh. And it has consisted of a lot of self-care. Uh -huh. It has consisted of a lot of things that I would have thought previously were selfish and it is making a good impact on my family because I'm a lot, I was angry. I was angry. I was bitter. I was, it was unjust. Like all those yeah. things that were like all true were killing me and killing the spirit of me for everybody I was around. Mm -hmm. And I can feel your spirit like your kids are lucky to have such an awesome mom i can feel that from here Thanks. i can see how your friends say you're a walking <laughs> wound and it's like how do we because it is a positive 
Yeah. It's just how do we use it as a positive rather than as our right as mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. our yeah. dagger. So mm-hmm. so it sounds like you're happy with the program that your son's in right now. Is that right? The school that yeah, I'm very it's Web Street School. It's a special needs school. Gosh, I wish that he could have gone there from the beginning, but you know, everything in time. One of my favorite verses for when the time is right, I the Lord will make it happen. So, you know, you go through things just this morning, things come to me and I hear in my spirit because I have this sweatshirt that says check on your strong friends. And so my sister, as she was like, oh, can I get one of those? But cross out the word, put a line through the word strong. And I'm like, why? She was like, because I just wanted to be check on your friends. And I was like, OK, I get it. But for me, all of my friends are strong. And what makes them all strong is because we are all broken. Like we all have this thing. We might not be an expert at something in everything or every area of our life, but there's something in each and every one of us that has broken us. And from that brokenness is what built our strength. People say broken crayons still color, but I say that God will make a mosaic masterpiece out of your mess. It's like a kaleidoscope when you see all those cut, like, yeah, we've all been broken. We've all been broken, but it's that brokenness that makes us who we are. So it's all about how you rebuild and how you, because there's so like when people um, say that someone committed suicide or someone like, I don't judge because I get it. I get it. You know, I feel like we've all been there. But it, it, and it was something that kept us from not crossing over, from not getting to that point. I heard recently um, somebody said that when you die, they're not going to tell the story of the bad thing that happened to you. They're going to tell how you handled walking through the yeah. challenges that mm-hmm. you faced in your life. And that made a lot of sense because it's like I had gotten so good with the the sob story. It's like five kids within six years of age, two with special needs. No, the, the ex got the house, the cars and the money. I mean, like it was scripted. I like became this victim, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I could make people feel bad for me. And, you know, it <laughs> became my like thing, you know, and, yeah. I look back and I'm just like, wow, I'm so happy. I'm not there. What do you say to the knowing how hard the journey is? Mm-hmm. What do you say to the parent that, just received diagnosis at three or four years old. And they say, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Cause we've, I mean, your kid's 15. My, my oldest is 13. I mean, I didn't think. I, I didn't yeah. Think it's interesting because um, one of the teachers at DJ's old school, her son was diagnosed. I think it was like last year. And she's like, well, what do I do? And All I could do is share with her what I, you know, I said, everybody's journey is different. Everybody's journey is different. I said, but whatever is offered to you, you take full advantage of that. And you're going to have people that say, well, I did this and I did this, but it's your road to travel. So what works for you may not work for someone else. But then there's another quote, something that was said a couple months ago, I read it said, what do you do when you find yourself in hell? Keep going because who wants to be stuck in hell? You can make the choice to stay there 
or you can keep going. So just keep moving forward. You take each moment as it comes. I like, I don't think I took for granted that my son would become, you know, a teenager, but it's like one, I was like, okay, this is puberty. I wasn't ready for this. Like, and it's so different when you have this diagnosis, it's like, how do you maneuver through? And it's like, you know, I don't have that male support. I have a brother. My brother lives in Japan. Like, (laughs) and it's like, you know, his dad is not any help. So what do I do? But it's like, you know, the school has been helpful. He started ABA therapy last year, but you know, with, no one's working now. Like the turnover rate has always been high in the human service field. I work in it, but it's like, so keeping a therapist, finding a therapist, the therapist he has, she's excellent. But where I feel like, okay, I don't even want to open this door to make this. a. She was like, well, he's a boy. And he, so it's kind of like that, <laughs> but you've got to advocate for yourself and your child. So that's what I say. You advocate for you, advocate for your child. And sometimes what we have to realize is that because I was in the mindset of making the best decision by considering everybody else's feelings. But Uh sometimes making the best decision for you is the best decision for everybody else. I like that. Yeah, my kids have same having same issues getting ABA therapists and there was all this turnover. It felt like we were just training new ABA therapists who would just turn over and leave. And so I'm starting my own. AB, my, my kids have been without it for two years mm-hmm. and I'm in the process with the insurance company to become an in-network provider for an ABA company. I never planned on starting to get my kids services. And so I like what you're saying there is you just take what's in front of you mm-hmm. and make the best decision for you and your family mm-hmm. and carry on and try and do it with your head held as high as possible. Right. And for me, I've needed a lot of this like spiritual growth and consciousness growth. Mm-hmm. Because when I look back at a lot of my struggles, mm-hmm. I realized my consciousness, you know, the victimhood that like, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, really? Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, really? Like that was, that's not, that's not who I thought I was going to be, but it's, just, you, it's it, but it made me stronger. You have your mo, And that's the thing. You have to give yourself grace, give yeah. yourself grace. Like you look back on it and you're like, Oh, I was really being a victim, but that was your time. You yeah. needed that time. That was pr- its purpose. It's purposeful. It yeah. was for a reason. So would you say you're in a better place today than you were a few years ago? Yeah, I have to say sometimes it's difficult to like look back on stuff and be like, I don't feel like I've made any progress. But then when you sit down and look at it, it's like, yeah, the sun is shining a little brighter. Like Aww. I'm not in that hole. Am I where I want to be or where I expect it to be? No, but I, for such a time as this, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Me too. I feel it. Knuckle, knuckle <laughs> right there. 
just to kind of get some more of your journey and your thoughts, we do like a lightning round where you just give a one word to one sentence answer to a few questions. Are you up for it? Sure. Okay. What's the best advice you've received? Give yourself grace. Do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents? If you can find yourself a therapist like that you. works for you, that like, yeah, that's not just checking a box, a therapist. So you can just remember who you are. I like that. I haven't, we haven't heard that one. And I really like that because it's some lonely moments mm -hmm. where it's feels like you could scream and nobody would hear. Mm -hmm. So I really like that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. What's the next thing on your list that you want to add for your individual well-being? I have written two books. They're on Amazon and they're kind of like, they're not chapter, but they're just like, this is how they formulate it. You know, you go on Facebook, you make statuses and you do whatever. That's what they were. They were my Facebook statuses, things that I thought, things that I felt and coming to realize that, hey, you're not the only one that's feeling this. You're not the only one that th I I pride myself on being transparent. I'm going to tell you the truth. And a lot of times in this age and in social media, you only see what people show you. They're not telling you what's behind that. Yeah. So, yeah, I've written two books. They're on Amazon. Just so you know, you're not alone. It's not an isolated incident. It didn't only happen to you. Someone else is feeling what you're feeling. Someone else is thinking what you're thinking. You're going to be okay. And so for me, this is the like full circle moment for me because um, I always felt like I had a voice, but no one heard me. Mm. Like, it's like so much of my life, I've just tried to hide. So I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity because it's like, God saying it's time to come out of the dark. Like uh -huh. you've been running your entire life. Like, so what are you going to do? You know, people say put up or shut up, stand and deliver. So this is it. This is the moment. And so I am grateful for this. I'm grateful for this opportunity. And when I got your email, I was like, what? Like, is this for real? <laughs> <laughs> so I know the name of the show makes it even harder. Um, and I was like, I don't, is this part? Okay. But it's like, okay, just go with it. Like, cause I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm always in my head. I question everything. Like people don't like going to movies with me. Cause I'm always looking for the, like, did you, get that? <laughs> did you see that? Like, this is what this means. And they're like, can't you just enjoy it? I'm wired differently. So that's awesome. Yeah. So what are the name of the books? Love Always, Kai Noni, and 417 Mosher Street. Um, after the show, will you send me links to the um, sure. to the Amazon listing so we can put it in the show notes? Okay. So I'll do that. So we can uh people can uh can find out about you. Yeah, because look, I just I spend my I give stuff away like I just give it away. I give it away. So because I just want to help people. I just want to. That's my life. Like if I could just help one person, just one person. And that's always what I always try to remind people, like even when you feel invisible, there's somebody like you're helping somebody. 
You are the reason that somebody is still here. You're the reason that somebody is like, okay, he did it. I can do it too. Like, I don't, I may not know the whole entire story or the ins and outs of it, but you know, like you've given me just by sharing a little bit of your story, just a little bit of what you've done, a little bit of what you've come through, you know, for you to say, you know, I tell my story and I get people to feel bad for me, but it's like, that's how it felt to you. But in you telling your story, you're like, okay, well, he survived this, you know, he made it through this. So maybe I can too. So it's like full circle, like, yeah, purpose is purpose. Yeah. Well, I'm grateful to be sharing one of these moments with you to feel that purpose because wasn't always easy to to reach mm-hmm. out and grab onto in some of those moments. So mm-hmm. people listening that are in some dark moments that can reach out to what you're saying. And I believe that you've accomplished that today. So I'm, I'm grateful for you for, for doing that. All right. Couple more questions. Okay. Um, what's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? Oh, wow. For me, it'd be the freedom to, um, to just be closer to my family like physically closer to not be constrained by, Oh, I got to, I got to go to work or I got to do, you know, just the freedom to just be like to provide for my kids and provide for my family and just to be able to give back with no restraints. Like, yeah. Well, there's a matrix in the works here. Cause you got a couple books. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Else, exposure to it. <laughs> Feel the energy. I mean, that's the making of what you're talking about. You're so, right. You're so right. It's, it's out there. It's in the works right now. You're Can't right. Take it back. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite product you use for yourself or your child or your family that you just love and couldn't live without? Can't think of one. No, no, no need then. I mean, uh, my son loves Nutella, so. <laughs> Okay. Maybe that for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I want to thank you for taking the time. You lifted my spirit today. You really did. And I know you lifted the spirit of the listeners out there. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate you taking the time. I hope we can stay friends and I'd love to sure. catch base down the road and just kind of hear how the journeys continue to unfold in the light that we now plan on living in more often than before. Yeah, you know, in that movie, the Poltergeist, they told Carol Ann, don't go to the light, but that's where we're going. Yeah. We're going. (laughs) We must be, uh, we're from a similar uh, era then. Yeah. (laughs) That movie still scares me. Why? (laughs) The the, the screen, the, oh. Oh, yeah, we're not. (laughs) Anyway, you'll send us those links. and. And I want to wish you and your family all the best. And thank you again. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, Kai. Bye. This concludes our show for today. And I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show 
where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long. Mm -hmm.